Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On this episode of Big Drive Energy, we're going to do a FedEx Cup playoff preview. We're going to talk about the Skyline Scramble. And we're going to discuss new additions to the Live Tour, which are very pertinent when you're talking about PGA Tour and us, the Smith Bros, as golf fans. And of course, we are presented by Pins and Aces. Pins and Aces has the dopest polos you'll find. They really hooked it up at the Skyline Scramble last week, got everybody ball markers. The winners got awesome stuff. So thanks to Pins and Aces. And make sure you check out their website, pinsandaces.com. Use our promo code BDE, and you're getting 15% off of all the coolest shit you can find in the golf world. We just got an order in at the Valley of Fun. It's already almost half gone. Head covers, ball markers, polos, everything you can find over at pinsandaces.com. Promo code BDE for 15% off. All right, let's tee it up. Hello friends, welcome to this tradition unlike any... Somebody screamed mashed potatoes? That was mashed. Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman bring the tour to its knees from down under. A couple of Kiwis heading to the live tour. How was that? That was good. Uh, that felt very British. No, that's fine. Is there really a difference? No, there's not. Do you want to give get, try your hand in an Australian accent? Cameron Smith. <laughs> fucking Irish. Fucking wanker. Too that much, was... <laughs> fucking too much Peaky Blinders. Yeah, that was... That... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that was all Peaky Blinders. By the order of the Peaky fucking Blinders. <laughs> All right, well, all right, everybody. Welcome into this edition of Big Drive Energy. Um, we are talking some live tour editions. That's pretty wild. Uh, just got announced today. Today is Tuesday the 9th. This will release on Wednesday the 10th. But we are in a makeshift office here at the DNVR studios. Um, Spencer is a master of production, I guess. He's got his whole setup here. On top of a few bobbleheads. Um, Master productionator. Yeah, he took him 20 minutes to figure out the audio board. All this time, Mitchell's fucking sitting on the chair by himself, hitting his balls on random things <laughs> in his fucking office. So. Oh, yeah, that's... no. S- sitting, I, he's, he wasn't sitting on his balls for once, which is shocking. That, no, I definitely was. I, they were down there. Um, but anywho, we will do a little playoff preview also. 
and uh, discuss the Skyline Scramble, which we had this last Friday. It was fucking phenomenal. Um, what what should we start with there, Spudsy? Let's start with the Skyline Scramble. Let's just get yeah. into that. Uh, it was a blast of a day. Thank you to uh, all those that came out. We actually overfilled the tournament. Um, quite the interesting scenario. We were sitting at about 75 to 80 players a week and a half out. And I was like, oh, you know, we don't have to worry about filling it, blah, blah, blah. I don't like I didn't want to ask Chris who shout out to Chris Hamilton, head pro over at City Park. I went to college with him. He's an awesome dude, uh, runs a really tight ship over there, especially with how many rounds they do and how busy they are. So shout out to him and shout out to City Park in general for uh, being a great host. The uh, buffet after was phenomenal. The uh, golf course was in great shape even with as many people on it as we had. But, yeah, we were down to, like, 70 players or so. And then all of a sudden, we just started getting all these signups flowing in, and, and we ended up with 100 and like 120, and then we had some sponsors that were in and all that, and then all of a sudden we were at 132, and I was like, oh, shit. So I emailed Chris, and I was like, yo, dude, like, is 132 cool? He's like, well, normally we only allow up to 124, and I was like, oh, fuck. So we ended up making fuck. it work. We ended up having some no-shows. Um we won't speak the names of those people. Those people here. are the worst. Dude, they are kind of the worst. Well, one guy at least let us know a day before. But, but yeah, still, who just like, like flat out signs up for a tournament and doesn't show up? Yeah. No call, no show, like straight to hell. Kind straight of, to jail. Straight to jail. Right to jail. Right away. <laughs> just kind of a, yeah, just kind of a shit move. But actually ended up working out better for us because then we didn't get in trouble. Um, as get far us as into trouble. Pace I don't know play. why I keep doing these accents. Um, and, a good, and a big shout out to some of our uh, sponsors from that tournament, first of all. Um, pins and aces wow they they hooked it up um nick thank you uh who the guy who we had on our podcast last week thank you so much for hooking it up we got ended up giving the winners hundred dollar pins and aces gift cards along with these pins and aces speakers who unfortunately one of the guys we know from the course or a couple of guys we know from the course won. uh they were right behind us so i know it was legit some people were wondering and i was like no they were fucking ramming it up our ass all day on par fours and <laughs> and making putts for eagle so it, yeah it was completely legit if we want to get into the play portion um so we played with our two buddies Ryder and logan pretty sure neither of them listen to this so uh we can we can golf bash them um, and we really didn't expect golf them. Shame? Are you going to Go- golf shame? No, we're not shaming. We're just saying they played poorly. Like we, <laughs> No, we're just calling that's a spade a spade. That's not golf shaming. Yeah, that's a spade a spade. Um, we didn't expect a lot of contribution from them, and that's pretty much what we got. Uh, I mean, Ryder knocked in a few short putts. We used a cu- one or two Ryder's drives. Logan, almost worthless the whole day. <laughs> Um, he almost of, murdered somebody. Oh, he, yeah. Oh he, my God. Well, wait, so let's finish telling, t- talking about the play aspect and then we'll, we'll tell that story. But, um, Spencer and I basically went out there with the idea that it was going to be on us and it was fairly close to that. I would say. Yeah. Um, we, and we semi delivered. I mean, we, we kind of, brought, we could have played we, better. We, we brought it, we brought, the they came down to the, the end of the driveway. Yeah. We didn't bring it up to the door. We didn't send it in, bring it in into the house and set it on the table for him. But we we definitely could have played better, but we also could have played way worse. And I hit some god-awful golf shots. And when, speaking One of them putting, was on the TikTok. <laughs> yeah, speaking about putting, though, before you start re- wrecking my horrible driver swing, Mitchell was the worst putter on that golf course that day. I think bar I... Bar none. No, I was pretty close. Like, And I'm going to blame it on the greens. They weren't... It couldn't be me, you know, that it's not on me. Um, I generally like to take, uh, take 
ownership of of my no you don't poor golf. It, I'm, it's a joke that's well, the funny I'm making part. sure everybody understands yeah that. no i it's satirical um but the greens were a little slow and it just got me in a fucking tizzy and also spencer not getting his fucking mouth off my golf ball on the second hole <laughs> i had we had like 60 or 70 feet for birdie and uh, Spencer makes a uh, like 15 footer on the first hole. So he's absolutely vibing. Like he, he you can tell when Spencer's making putts, like he starts like scratching his nose. He's got this whole weird rendition of like what he does when he's making putts. And after the first hole, like he thought he was just going to make everything. And we all know how that generally goes, but I was the second to putt on the second hole. And from 60 feet, I hit this putt dead online. I loved it right off the bat. Spencer, like, not even half a second of the ball roll, and he goes, you got to fucking get it to the hole. It ends up three inches short, dead in the heart of the hole. And I was like, I was, that fucking sent me for a loop, dude. I was, Spencer started chirping me, and then we, we did have a little inner team mutiny. Um, Which where, always happens with us, dude. Well, we, yeah. We never can make three eighteen Unless you're hitting, unless you can hit the ball well enough, we are going to have some issues. Oh, it's like, always my fucking fault, huh? Well, you're the one who hits driver far. That's our issue, is when Spencer doesn't hit driver well, I my scramble prowess is with the wedges and usually the putter, not that day. But I'm good at hitting wedges close. I'm good. I'm just good. I'm consistent all the way around, but I don't do anything spectacular. When Spencer drives it well, it's a thing to behold. Um, he didn't, and that really kind of put a damper on our round. But overall, we, what did we shoot, 14 or 15 under? 15 under, yeah. 15 under, which is not too bad. We missed so many, like, 10 to 12-footers, and that was the most painful part. And the, the weird thing for me was, is, like, I was missing 10-footers by, like, two feet outside, not even sniffing the sides of the hole. It was... It was a low point. I I was just I've lost. I've never seen you putt that bad. No, dude. Because normally, like, we let Mitchell putt last. Like, he's the best overall player in our group in, in most groups, even playing with, like, really good players. Uh, and I always know, like, I'm I'm the one that's, like, I'm usually the worst putter. So I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to putt it first. Spencer's give, usually the guinea pig. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give somebody a line. And then I'm, we're going to let Mitchell try to roll it in. And, dude, he just didn't roll. I mean, fuck, he was bad. Uh, you yeah. were so bad, dude. Oh, I I was very bad. Uh, it was getting to the point where I almost needed somebody to like stand behind me and tell me where I was aiming, because I was so lost. Uh, what was that one hole when Logan like you re-aimed him and he just said, "I'm not going to do that." Oh yeah, and then, well, oh my god, yeah. Everybody can relate to this, but I feel like I have a pretty good read on most putts. And to be fair, uh, City Park screens are pretty tough to read. There's some real subtleties in them. Uh, so they're they're not the easiest greens to read in the world. But I was like, Logan, aim it right here. And I like pointed right at the mark next to the hole. He goes, okay, I'm going to go right of that. And then he, like, he misses it like five feet to the right, like not even fucking close. And we were just cracking up. Um, do you have anything else to contribute? What was our shot of the day, would you say? Our golf shot of the day... Was I'd say your drive on ten was yeah right up there. Apparently, he got fucking kicked off the green. Spencer drove the green on hole number ten, which is like three, 
What is it? Three fifty. It was like three sixty. Yeah, I hit a big. You old fucking rope hook in bom- there. but you bombed it. It got it hit on the down slope. It was rolling up to the green, and the guys were still on the green, and it rolled and hit one of their feet. But I watched it end up in the center of the green, and we got up there because we were watching them the whole time. We got up there, and his ball was off the back edge of the green, like they kicked it back there because they knew one of their feet stopped it. So whatever. But that, you know. If they're in the fucking way, trains on the tracks, better watch out. Yeah, um, we definitely got hit into um, on the third hole, and then they we had to watch him drain a fucking 70-footer yeah. for maybe even longer than 70 feet. It was a fucking long putt. Well, and the funny thing about that was, too, is we, were, we had a side bet with these guys, but also knew they were probably the best team in the scramble. And so we had to, like, stay up with them and beat them. And... After that, where it wasn't honestly wasn't even close, the fact that like their first three putts, they still had like a ten footer for birdie, and that's like one of the worst feelings is when you're in a scramble, and you hit it on like we did that. Remember at at Sanctuary, where like I drove a par four, and we would have probably been better off hitting a hundred yard shot because of how remember how tough that putt was. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and so these guys, like, the first three of them, like, don't even sniff the hole, and we're like, oh, we got this. Like, this is going to be right. – we didn't have this, but I should say, like – We got this. They're, they're going to make three. We're going to only stay one stroke back of them. And then the fourth dude, Jared, who's absolute player, was just bombing greens. Like, City Park is such a fun scramble course. It's a great setup for a scramble. Yeah, because it's just short. If you have a long hitter that hits driver well that day. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't have that. No, we didn't. I I was dinking her out there fucking 293 Bilskis. Like, that's not getting the job done in a scramby. And then I absolutely blasted that one on 13, 70 yards left of my target. So that was sick. That was fucking hilarious. So if you've ever played City Park, uh, the par 5, 13th up the hill. Spencer hit it across 14 um, over onto like the tee boxes on 17T. So it was a big old fucking double cross rope hook. Just puke down your leg, piss down your leg kind of scenario. Um, it was actually in our TikTok. If you're not following us on TikTok, you're fucking missing out. Yeah, I, I don't We're know. almost to a million, you know that? A million likes. Almost to a million likes. Hell yeah, I love to see that. Um, I'm trying to think of the best shot I hit. There really wasn't anything to write home about. I hit wedges fairly well. I hit that one wedge on the par three, number 12 to like seven or eight feet. Um, but oh, yeah, we hit some, we both had some pretty good shots there. But overall, it just was like not one of those scramble days where we just felt like we were hot, you know? No, it was just a day where we we ended up, our score ended up solid. Like if you would have yeah. told me we shot that, I'd be like, oh, okay, but we, we fought it for seemed that. It seemed you know, like. Well, and the one, one hole that pissed me off too was. Uh, the par four seven that I hit a really good drive, but I just didn't aim far enough left. And then the group behind us, our buddies that won it, they knew the exact line because somebody drove up there and gave them the line. One of their teammates hits it to like eight feet and they make eagle. Like you got to eagle a few par fours out there if you're going to really make a They shot, what, 20, 20 under? Uh, 20... 19 they under. shot 51 it's par 71 right? oh par 71 so you yeah got 20 under sorry i was thinking it was uh yeah so i mean they made plenty of eagles they they did their job so congrats to them uh, i'm not gonna name them i will shout out our good buddy rk though we did beat their team by one shot so that's uh well bragging right that we can put in our back pocket um it wasn't the most proud 
I, I wasn't proud that we won because we didn't play our best, but, you know, a dub's a dub, no matter how you slice it, so. Yeah, we, uh, 18th hole, we thought it was to, thought we had a 10-footer to beat them. Not, we both missed it. Still not, not missing, or not making that putt is still sickening to me, but yeah, we basically just struggled through the whole thing all day. Like, it was never, it was never an easy, like, oh, somebody drives it in the middle, somebody hits it to, like, four feet, and then... And then we tap it in and move on to the next hole. Like the scramble I played on Monday where we shot 51, which was 21 under at that point. The easiest scramble I've ever played. Granted, I did I hit not the ball. play in that one. No, granted, Thank I you. hit the ball a lot better. Thank you. But it was just like one of those where everything was easy and nothing nothing was easy on, on Friday. But shout out to, like I said earlier, shout out to Pins and Aces for give, hooking everybody up with ball markers, uh, gift cards for the winners speakers for this uh second place we also got second place some gift cards to the dnvr bar which should be open here soon again um we can all get back together and watch sports because football is back it was nice to watch a uh thursday night game little jaguars raiders did you watch that did you watch it at all? we hung out together dude well, you fucking yeah I did you purposely faced the tvs we were with our our girlfriend well my girlfriend your wife and they're two different people, by the way. I'm not dating his wife. Uh, <laughs> that would be a fucking complicated sitch. That would be some some Utah polygamy type shit. Anywho, uh, you purposely sat on the side facing the TVs, and there was no other TVs facing the other way. Yeah, so like, that's my move, though. That's disrespectful, you asking me if I watched any of it, when you know for a fact you watched my back turn to the TV. Well, I was gone for a little bit of that time, so I didn't know if you were like... Oh, yeah, just flip sides, like, turn around, like, go sit by your wife and leave my girlfriend on the other side of the table so I can watch football. I mean, you always you always could have just flipped your head around. I mean, you're fairly athletic. What am I, an owl? <laughs> Fucking A, dude. My neck was halfway cranked around. Uh... It was a it was a struggle, but no, I did not really watch much of the football. Well, speaking of football, now that it's back, we do our betting with DraftKings Sportsbook, and not only football, but we've got silence. Oh, okay. We do our betting with DraftKings Sportsbook, and you can get in on the hottest sports action for a shot at winning cold, hard cash. That's right. Not free bets, cold, hard cash. All you do is bet on your favorite sports all summer long. Get ready for football season. If you haven't messed around with DraftKings in a while, if you're like only a football better, maybe basketball better, get back in there. Play some golf bets. We're going to give you some picks for the playoffs at the end of this pod, so make sure you're tuning in for that. Um, and we'll talk about all the PGA Tour playoffs coming up here but you can get in on those bets with the DraftKings Sportsbook and if you make your first bet up to $1,000 you'll get another shot at that so with same game parlays you get a ton of different options there's so many things to bet on uh, the guys are uh, RK and Andre over at uh, DNVR bets go through every single day and give you guys stuff to bet on every single night and I know that they're excited to be done with talking about baseball and talking about just not a lot of sports on so now we get football back and I don't even care that it's preseason like it's just the fact that we get the the just hard knocks is starting tonight there's just so many good things that are um that are coming up with football and with DraftKings and they're giving you a chance to win a ton of money so make sure you head over to DraftKings Sportsbook use the promo code DNVR and you get a chance to win $1,000 
if your bet doesn't hit, you get another chance at it. So basically two for one. Love me a good two for one special. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum of a $5 deposit. Risk free bet paid out in the form of a non withdrawable free bet token. Max of $1,000. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. There's also our friends over at the Colorado Golf Association, and they've got a raffle going on. So they're raffling off a dream vacation. It's stay-and-play packages at places like YLA in Maui, Whistling Straits, greatest course ever. I've played it. don't know if you've heard about that before. <laughs> Naples Golf Tour and Palm Beach Golf Tour, as well as a $5,000 gift card to Bandon Dunes. The deadline to enter this raffle is August 18th, so make sure to get your tickets today for a chance to win the dream golf vacation. All tickets, all proceeds benefit the CGA community programs, including Youth on Course and the Solich Caddy and Leadership Academy. All that stuff over is is over done over at common ground great stuff that they're bringing the youth into the game and continuing the growth of the game of golf as we've seen it grow in the last couple of years it's going to continue to grow as we get more juniors into it youth on course allows kids 18 and under to play courses around the state for five dollars or less and the solich academy is a flagship program of the cga for kids to caddy in a two-year training program learn that life and know what it's like to be out on a golf course, learn all the rules, all that stuff, as well as meeting adults, talking with adults or whoever they're caddying for and kind of getting more comfortable in that scene. So head over to coloradogolf.org, get your tickets for this raffle today and get a chance to play, stay and play at any of those great golf courses we listed. I wouldn't miss out on any of those if you can do it. So make sure you're heading over to coloradogolf.org and get yourself entered. All right, should we get into... Uh, let's let's go a little live tour. Can't fucking real quick. We got to tell the story about Logan almost killing AC. Oh yeah. So the group, so the uh, out at City Park on Friday, um, the group behind us. If you're familiar with City Park, 16T kind of faces 15 Green a little bit. So uh, basically, our buddy Logan <laughs> absolutely fucking tater to drive. Like I. I don't know if I've ever the best way to describe it. The way I've described it is it looked like a Jacob deGrom fastball because like the tees just a little elevated and the carts were down over there and fucking Logan just unloaded on one. Still have no idea to this day how you hit a ball just straight right and like down because it went fucking low and straight down to the right it went through their cart, probably at 150 miles an hour. And it fucking grazed AC's arm and, like, grazed, Dave, grazed Dave's head or something like that. And it, Logan was so shook. Holy shit. It flew right through their fucking cart, full speed, and I had to turn around. I was like, far, far. And then I just turned, and I waited to hear something. So I was like, we're gonna, I could see a dead body. Like that's it was legitimately that scary. Like it wasn't like they were two hundred and eighty yards out in the middle of the fairway and it bounced once. Like this thing was coming probably a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty miles an hour off the club face, going right for their cart, and it was a rise ball. It started a little low off the ground and like you mentioned, Logan was shook. Did you see that video today of that, that shook kid in the Little League? World yeah, that was, some, like, that was soft baseball? as baby shit, but what <laughs> Jesus fuck. They're, they're kids. No, well, yeah, they're kids, but you don't go hug the guy. He he gave him a hug. Like Man. you have a you have a trip to fucking Cooperstown on the line, 
and the pitcher's rattled. You, you're in his kitchen. Like, dude, you cried so many times as a kid. That that's it, bullshit. No, I did not. Oh, wow. That, this is getting personal. Well, just the fact that you're calling that soft. I thought that was a great moment. Like, it was touching. I, I will say things are soft. You know that. Th- some things are bigger than sports. Is that like that kind of moment? Yeah, that was definitely one of those kind of moments. Like He's like 13, though. It's not like he's 8. He knew what he was doing. He fucking put a little extra tar on that puppy. Well, okay, without Mitchell <laughs> taking this to that, that level, um, I, I kind of wanted to do that to Logie. Just because he could not hit a... Like, what, so that was, what, 15? And we started on one, so we had four 16. holes left. 16. He did not hit a good golf shot. Remotely good golf shot the rest of the day. No, he, he was already struggling, and then that... He turned fucking ghost white, and he he was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, he just was so fucking rattled. We had 10... We basically had 10 or 12 feet for eagle on that, on 16. He hit it, like, 6 feet. <laughs> yeah, he whiffed, basically he, missed it with a putter. The best line of the whole day, though, was... Logan was just contemplating in his head... Uh like what was happening and he goes i know what it is it's the alcohol <laughs> yeah and it's like and no fucking shit logan you're how many i i only had like two beers all day but what did you did he have two shots of fireball probably five or six beers so i mean he wasn't hammered but he does definitely wasn't sober um and yeah he fucking <laughs> oh my god it, and you just hear ac riding up the hill going you fucking bag of shit. Like, best response ever for somebody who almost got killed because he could have been, like, legit pissed. And luckily they... Yeah, those were the two best guys, AC and Dave, members at Spring Valley. That you could possibly uh, hit a golf ball at. Yeah, they're, they're anybody else, and that's... Not not only is Logan shook. I mean, I bet they were shook, but they, pro- they hit it probably pretty well. But that thing... Absolutely moving. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking wild. Um, so one last shout out before we wrap, finally wrap up City Park. One last shout out to our our sponsors, Pins and Aces, uh, El Rigo Brands. They brought the tea that everybody got. They got us this barbecue salsa, which check that out. All right, Google that El Rigo Brands. I think it's elrigobrands.com. O R I G O. Absolute fire. I got like seven texts from people that I knew that were in the tournament were like, yo, that barbecue salsa is so good. They were letting us try it on the 18th tee, which unfortunately for us was our last hole. So I could have used a few chips around 12 or 13 with some salsa and some uh, uh, Arnold Palmer, basically a little bit of lemonade and iced tea. But they, that salsa, dude, I've got bottles of it now from the tournament left over. I found a few extras. I am, I am putting it on my tacos. I put it on a uh, illegal Pete's burrito the other day, like so fire. Yeah, it is some pretty fire shit, um, and it's just so different. Like, what? I don't think anybody's ever done that. And no, that, and it was what I compare I was, it to is almost like a an enchilada, like mole sauce. Didn't you agree? Yeah. It's got like a it's like a salsa consistency, but it's like a chipotle flavor. No, see, I think it's a barbecue consistency. Or I'm sorry, a barbecue. Okay, yes, yes, a barbecue. Sauce type of consistency, but with like a a salsa chipotle flavor. Is that a good way to put yeah, it? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, and it was complete fire. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so on on to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. On to live. Um, so for those of you who haven't heard, it, it was announced today that Mark Leishman and Cam Smith, the two Kiwis, 
are heading over to the Live Tour after this year's FedEx Cup playoffs. Is it even the FedEx Cup? Yeah, I think it's still the FedEx Cup playoffs. Well, hold um, on, though. I it, I don't think it's... So, Cam Smith was asked today. He met the media, and they asked him about the Live, and he said, I have no comment on that. I'm here to play the playoffs. So, it's, it's a report. It's not, it's not confirmed. Let's okay, but there was a report... Um, from an an Australian, uh, let me see. Cameron Percy. Ca- yeah, Cameron Percy told RSN Radio Australia in Mel- Melbourne that unfortunately, yeah, they're gone and that the details are already done. So obviously, I don't, I don't think just for backlash purposes, they're probably not going to announce it until after. So they don't have people booing him and shit. Um, Cam Smith's like, I'm gonna go win this fucking FedEx Cup, then turn around and. Win one bag and take another bag. Like, that dude's just swimming in fucking dough right now. Can you even imagine? Dude, yeah. he He's peak life yeah. right now for him. Like, he always said money doesn't matter, and he's always been that guy. And that's actually one thing that's kind of shocking to me is the fact that he, you know, I, I don't know. Like, he just seems genuine. You know, there's all these people that are like, oh, money doesn't affect me, or I, I'm not doing this for the money. But I guess there's a big enough. I guess everybody has a number, right? Oh, I guess for that's sure. what it comes down to. No, and I realistically, I think there's a chance too with Greg Norman being kind of the spearhead of this tour. I'm sure Cameron Smith has a relationship with him. I'm sure Mark Leishman does from the Australian heritage. So I don't think it's that big of a surprise. And also, like from a logical perspective. And everyone's like, oh, the competition, it's just an exhibition tour, blah, blah, blah. Sure, but if you're willing, if somebody's willing to pay you that amount of money to play in less events, why would you not take it? Like, that, and and just the interactive, it's a three-day setup, it's a shotgun, you don't have to, you know exactly what time you're teeing off every fucking day. Like, there's just so many different aspects that make it advantageous. And for better or for worse, it's going to create a much better competition within the tours, which, and I think it's going to be kind of funny to see the PGA tour squirm a little bit, you know, like they've had the golf world under their thumb for 50 plus years at this point. And to have some competition and Greg Norman was finally able to put together enough money and a solid enough plan to, you know, pull the shit off. But I think it's going to be really interesting, uh, especially like TV deals down the road. Like, is it and just seeing where all these people's morals lie? Like, oh, is NBC going to buy fucking live tour uh, TV access? And everybody's going to be like, oh, NBC, you know? NBC's money's as dirty as fuck, anyways. Like, everybody's money's dirty as fuck. Like, I'm yeah, dude, I was like doing some research today and like Uber. Uh, Goldman Sachs, there's so many American companies, uh, Starbucks, that are completely funded by like a Saudi Arabian money fund, essentially. Um, it's called, it's a, basically, Saudi Arabia has like their government has an investment strategy that's all international and it's called the Public Investment Fund. And they invested $7.7 billion in some of the world's best known companies you know, Disney, Marriott, Facebook, Boeing, like all these companies, they have their money in. So yeah. it, 
I I, I, I actually really am getting tired of the the takes of oh would you take this for that I like I, I they're not making the golfers kill anyone yeah and now, you know like I, I don't know that was a bit of an extreme case no but, but that's what I, that's what people are acting like. yeah oh I feel like, like that's they're what, committing you know and I guess it just depends on where you lie but would I go to the live tour absolutely waiting for a letter um, in the mail I'll drop my fucking mailing address whenever you need it. Uh, but there was like the ultimate ironic tweet. Um, I want to say like last week on Twitter, it was saying something about, uh, grow the game with like LPGA purses being up quite a bit. And it had a picture of an LPGA tour lady, (laughs) tour lady, tour player, um, fucking wearing the logos of the one of the main Saudi Arabian sponsors that the live tour is, is funded by. And then another logo that was like one of the other, uh, big funding, like all these overseas fucking sponsors from the middle East and from Saudi Arabia. And it's in an LPGA tweet or some dude tweeted, he's like, grow the game. And it it was just the irony of like, there's this money's in the PGA tour, whether you like it or not. And just the fact that they've hidden it better and they don't own it and they've just kept it behind closed doors doesn't mean it's better. You know, everybody has secrets. Everybody is and and keeping them a a fucking secret and keeping them quiet or coming out with them doesn't make somebody better than the other, you know, doesn't make somebody better than the other person. So I think the PGA Tour is starting to crumble a little bit like and realistically, too, you got to think with these players they're like, even if the live tour does take a shit in two or three years, they're, they're not taking the money back, you know? And these guys, uh, for those of you who don't know, you can take a year of PGA Tour suspension, quote-unquote, and then go straight back and qualify and play in the PGA Tour. Like, there's no lifetime bans. There's no this. There, And the fact they took Henrik Stenson's Ryder Cup captaincy away is super disappointing because it's it's basically just saying that the golf he's playing doesn't count or his prior, you know, his prior accomplishments that earned him that captain captains captaincy. Is that a word? Captaincy. Yep. Saying that his prior accomplishments that earns him that, um, don't matter, you know, and that's just so disappointing. So, uh, it's going to be super, super interesting to see where the views go. Um, I'm definitely going to be, YouTube and me some live golf tour. I know the one in Bedminster went well. I know the one in Portland went well. And they're just going to keep offering these players all this money. And it's I'm sure they – you got to think if Tiger didn't accept seven or $800 million, that's that buys them another five or six top-tier players. You know, you fucking throw 120, 130 guaranteed for just going and playing the live tour you know, that that's going to bring guys over. And like you said, everybody's got a number. Yeah. And I think they, there was something that I saw that got released talking about the live tour viewership versus the PGA tour. And I'm going to see if I can try to find this and filibuster while I'm looking on Twitter. Uh, I usually, I usually just go to the, the tours, um, puppet, Daniel Rappaport. Uh, guy usually has got a lot of good, good facts. Um, like he tweeted a bye 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 um, gif when Jason Sobel tweeted uh, 
that he's how funny would it be actually that uh if cam smith goes on which will preview the pga tour playoffs here in a second but if he goes on to win the pga tour playoffs and then just like pieces out like i don't know i think that is amazing and like i think that the part of that would just be like a i'll put my you know what on the table and i'm gonna go make more money i'm still the best player here you know, not winning the FedEx Cup isn't necessarily mean you're the best player. It just means you're, you know, you got a, you had a great year and a lot of longevity over an entire season. But Cam Smith arguably has been the best player on the PGA Tour, especially in the last couple of months. Um, I can't find the tweet, but basically, if I can remember from reading it, it was right around I think concurrent viewers the live tour on youtube last week or the week that they were competing against each other the bedminster tournament uh the live tour had around like seventy thousand ish and then the pga tour had like four or five million and granted like that's still just the the fact that like i'm still kind of an old soul where like i don't particularly love to go to youtube and watch things like it doesn't feel like TV. No, <laughs> feel, no. You know, like, like there's. I a, have YouTube TV, which is on my. You know, I don't have cable anymore, but cable's still my go-to, and I just turn on the TV. I don't know. I'm not like a. Is this like a to, boomer like, take? Yeah, it's kind of a boomer take, but I'm just saying that's how I am. No, I've, I, I'm I, the same I don't way. particularly like. Get, I don't like to get on my computer and just log into YouTube and start watching things. Like that's not me. Yeah, and I om- I actually think that like even kids three, four, five years younger than us are like that. Like when YouTube was really prominent when they were growing up and I know kids that just like live on YouTube and I've just never, I've never operated like that. Like, don't get me wrong. Fucking love TV, love movies, love shows, but it's, it is a little weird. It's, it's uh it's interesting for sure. Yeah. And I think honestly the PGA tour, one of my takes about this is the PGA tour has kind of fucked up well in multiple ways. They're trying to revive themselves, but I think they kind of messed up by like making it so like strict on the players that leave and go to live like these two tours. And I think we said it in a quote from two podcasts ago, like these two tours can coexist. Like the PGA tour should just be sitting there right now and know that they still have the best players in the world. It may not be that way depth wise. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Like, and they still have the number one overall player, Scotty Scheffler. Um, but depth wise, they still have a much better product and they should just own that right now. You know, they shouldn't be, like, all defensive and freak. It's right? Like, well, I they don't should, know. That's they should take. just be touting, like, what their benefits are instead of bashing the other tour. It just makes them look worse when they're like, oh, you shouldn't watch them. It's be, It should be like, why should you watch us? Exactly. And now... They just look we, like little children at this point. Right. And as we head into, other than the four majors, the biggest set of events of the year for uh, the PGA Tour because every field is stacked... Every field's going to have the top 125 players in it and then 70 and then, you know, whatever. But the the fact that they're, like, now they're fighting antitrust lawsuits, 11 of them, from these PGA Tour players because, like, they could have avoided all this extra nonsense and people would just be talking about, like, this podcast, for instance, granted, you know, obviously, you know, we're no f- fucking million download podcast, but even... Uh, us in with a change of the way the the way the PGA Tour would have combated this, we'd be sitting here talking about like the playoffs and previewing the playoffs. We wouldn't have spent just the last ten to fifteen minutes talking about the Live Tour and what it's doing. Does yeah. that make sense? Like it, 
they are now they're feeding into what they don't want exactly they're they're by them banning the pga tour players and not saying oh yeah go try this tour you can still play on our tour in certain events because then then it forces them like have better events then yeah have events players want to play and get courses that players want to play at you know and and still have the majors and be be the those are like it's going to be a while before and maybe it never happens but those are going to the majors are still the golf's greatest prize oh for winning sure. a major is, is a life-changing thing and not money not monetary at all yeah, it's, just it's, one of those it's a things. history thing. Exactly. And they, if they would have just held on to that and promoted that throughout these last couple of months, they would have been in a different position than now. They're sitting there trying to fight all these antitrust lawsuits, and all the words in the news and everybody's writing about is, oh, this player's now saying this, and, and now they're fighting this lawsuit, and this is what, you know, and it's basically by, instead of, like you said, propping themselves up, now they're bringing themselves down to the quote unquote live level and live is not doing any they're they're obviously doing something but they're just trying to run their own thing yeah pga tour has reacted to their action and now the pga tour is becoming the one that's playing not to lose to use a For classic sure. sports term yeah they they 100% are there uh and i i think that's what happens when you get like too comfortable as you can tell with all this pga tour stuff um, they did not really see this coming and they weren't prepared on how to combat this or how to, uh, you know, subsidize or whatever th- what's happening with the uh, live tour. And they just got too comfortable. You know what I mean? They didn't, they weren't constantly trying to get better. Sure. They increase purses a little bit every year, but when you come and throw this kind of money at a bunch of, 20 and 30 year olds that have an opportunity to have life changing money and some guaranteed security, then they're not going to turn that down. So, uh, yeah, we're, I feel like we've talked long enough about the live, but I, I just think it's very interesting. We're at a pretty cool time in golf. And I think live did it at the exact right time where, uh, there's just this new found golfer. And I think, that's where they're getting probably a lot of YouTube views is like kids in their early twenties. You know, they're, they're trying to get the next generation of golfer. The PGA tour is so old school. It's, I talk to any of my friends and they're like, Oh, I watch the PGA tour when I want to nap on a Sunday afternoon, you know, when there's nothing else on, when there's only baseball in the summertime and then there's the PGA tour, that's when you flip on the tour, but you're not, you're not on the edge of your seat 90% of the time. So it's just a very interesting, uh, different different setup they've gotten. I think it's, uh, I think it's gonna succeed. I think it. You can fucking, we may be clipping this in a few years, but I think it's gonna do pretty well. So, uh, we will. Only time will tell. You know, can't can't write the future for anybody, but it's uh, it's pretty fun to to just watch it unfold and watch the, I think the most fun part for me is just watching the PGA tour just squirm a little bit. You know, I think that's a blast. Yeah. And going into back into the, or into the PGA tour. So we're now going to talk about the PGA tour playoffs, which is a great set of events. So we've got three events coming up in back to back weeks, back to back to back weeks. I should say Is that a burp. Oh, that was this monster's hitting different. <laughs> um, 
So we've got the FedEx St. Jude Championship in Memphis, Tennessee at TBC Southwind. Now, this is a new playoff event. Like, this isn't normally, like, uh, this is normally kind of a forgotten about championship, I feel like. Yeah. Right? A um, tournament. Well, it, it, yeah, it's definitely newly added. And I think it could possibly be from the players just loving this golf course so much, and it's such a good test that why not move this tournament to because it was a wasn't it a wgc i think it was a wgc before it was a fedex cup playoff event so that i'm almost positive that's what it was uh i could be wrong i don't think i am um but just a really really good track uh really good test of golf and it's i think the obviously with fedex um kind of running this show that it would be fitting that this is kind of their their cornerstone sponsored tournament you know the fedex st jude classic because fedex for those of you who don't know their main hubs in memphis tennessee did you know that i did not know that we were in fucking tennessee together talking about it their their basketball stadium is called the fedex forum oh that uh, makes yeah, a lot of sense yeah they're there. they have a huge prevalent uh relevant jesus mitchell um I think prevalence, right? Prevalence, word. yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I was right. Uh, but yeah, the FedEx Cup, obviously, with the amount of money they've put in to the PGA Tour, the playoffs, everything. Why not add their uh, flagship FedEx event to the playoffs? You know, just kind of owning it across the board. So, well, and this used to just be the St. Jude Classic, so now they've flipped it into their tournament that they essentially run. And they've made it a playoff event, which speaking like looking at the BMW, which is the next week, just gets me excited to think that uh, the BMW will be here in a couple of years, and it'll be a playoff event, and it'll be the best sixty golfers, seventy golfers, uh, depending upon the number. But it is kind of interesting. Um, we're gonna avoid talking too much about this, but there is, as we just talked about, there is a case this week where if the judge rules in favor of Taylor Gooch, Hudson Swafford, and Matt Jones, then there will be 128 players in this. Right now, they're not allowed to play in the playoffs, which is also kind of funny to think about. That's why, 100% why Cam Smith hasn't announced anything. Yeah. It's because he wants to win this. Because this is the biggest money on the PGA Tour. He's like, this is basically a live event because <laughs> this is what they play for every fucking week is the – the FedEx Cup champ or the is it the Comcast Tour Championship? I don't fucking know anymore. So a few different um, statistics about the FedEx Cup playoffs and the purses, uh, more more uh, pinpointed. So it's seventy five million dollars total purse for the FedEx Cup playoffs. That is how many million up from last year? Give it a guess. Fifteen million. Exactly fifteen million. Wow. Well done. And first place is now winning. I want to say it's like 20. 18. 18, okay. 18 million. Um, I believe, what was it, three or four years ago when, uh, who was the random dude that felt like won the fucking FedEx Cup playoffs? I feel like it's always kind of random dude. Cantlay's won it. Are you talking Shoffle got really hot? No. Um, Shoffle was really hot. No, Shoffle's um, like a big name. It was like a, not a no name, but. Oh, that's. Oh, Bill Haas. Oh, but when Bill he Hossel, won it like seven or eight years ago. Yeah, but that was a $10 million purse. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. So like, Oh, no, it's definitely it's almost grown. doubled. Yeah, it's grown quite a bit. 10 years. So there, you know, this is part of part of it as well. Um, top seven players will all get $2 million. Top 10 will all get $1 million. 
and everybody who makes it to the tour championship is guaranteed half a million dollars. So, and just making it through the FedEx St. Jude into the BMW championship at Wilmington country club over in Delaware, they're making 175 K, which it's funny. Cause like before live, all these numbers are like, Oh, like, like, oh, like, that's like, serious shit. money. Yeah, and now no, it's just like, wow. This is fucking pocket they're get, change. <laughs> they're getting slapped in the face to play mm-hmm. these. So if you guys haven't heard of the FedEx Cup playoffs or kind of how they work, so the top 125 could be 128, depending upon what happens in the in the first, uh, in this ruling here in the next couple of days. Um, but basically there's an extra, there's extra FedEx Cup points that go into each event so i think they double them don't they yeah quadruple actually oh damn so tom kim uh ju young kim dude legend by the way we tweeted some stuff out about him but yeah, absolute he, legend for he is gonna be on tour for a lot of years like he's been fucking killing it internationally and and then he comes on to the pga i think this is the first pga tour event he's played in or maybe not uh, i know it's not the first pga tour event but it's because he played the last like he played on the tour like two or three times the last month along with playing really well in the Open Championship. Um, but so Tom Kim got 500 FedEx Cup points winning the Wyndham last week. The winner of the first two FedEx Cup playoff events will receive 2,000 points, so quadrupled. And then 300 for second becomes 1,200. So everything is quadrupled. And there's only six players this year that quadrupled, um, reading this from cbssports.com, I don't want to get called out here, but so only six players this year eclipsed 2,000 points in the entire season. So it can shift quite a bit, but uh, it's the fact that, so the post postseason is, of course, very differently weighted, but it's kind of funny because basically you just have to keep yourself in it and then win the Tour Championship. I don't know if there's a scenario where if you win the Tour Championship, you cannot win the FedEx Cup playoffs, right? Well, no, because that they, that's why they changed it a few years ago because it was possible that you could win. The, it was Xander Shoffley, I think, that won. the two. I think he was the last one to win the Tour Championship and not the entire playoffs. Um, so now how it starts, remember they switched to this a couple years ago. The leader of the FedEx Cup will start at 10 under. And then so on and so forth. Um, so first place starts at 10 under, second starts at 8, third at 7, fourth at 6, fifth at fit, fifth at 5 under, 6 through 10. And this is all season-long rankings. 6 through 10 will start at 4 under, 11 through 15 will start at 3 under, uh, 16 through 22 under, 21st through 25th at 1 under, and the last five players in the field will start at even. So the last five players in the field are starting 10 back. When... But, I mean, it's possible. Like, if you play your fucking asshole off and shoot 64 every single day at Eastlake, then, sure, you could go out and win it. But it's it's highly, highly unlikely. I would even say that, I mean, anywhere, starting anywhere beyond four under, you essentially don't have a shot. But I also kind of like it because the first place in the Tour Championship uh, still needs to play hard. Like they can't just sit back and and ride the score out because they know that they're going to need to make birdies regardless. The winning score is going to be lower than ten under, so they can't go backwards and expect to still win the FedEx Cup. So uh, I think I I don't love the the way it finishes, but it, it does make it somewhat interesting. It's just so confusing when you see 
the coverage started on Thursday and the leader's on like his third hole and it says he's 10 under. We're like, what the fuck did we miss? Like, what's going on here? So it's just, it's hard to remember where they started versus where they're at and, you know, shit like that. Yeah, it's definitely, I feel like a little gimmicky and kind of goofy, but Very it's gimmicky. something that is changed. It's like something that's new to golf, you know? Like, That'd be like the NFL playoffs saying, Oh, if you're the regular season champion, you get to start the Super Bowl up a touchdown. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. That that's kind of how it feels. But then you and golf is different because in the way it's set up, because they they do put stock into your regular season um, performance. So I mean, Scotty Scheffler right now is fucking thirteen hundred points ahead of anybody else, which is insane. Yeah, I I thought you were gonna just drink and keep going there. No, my bad. No. Um, but yeah, he, but the thing is, <laughs> is like, it seems insane. But then at the same time, like you know, like he's gonna have to win. He's gonna have to win the last event of the year. Yeah, you know, and he well, he's gonna have to win it with an asterisk essentially. Um, but who are some of your guys that you're looking for? Uh, not just this week in the FedEx Cup, in the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Excuse me. But who are some guys that you're looking forward to win the entire FedEx Cup? Like, who's a guy that maybe no, not necessarily nobody's talking about. Like, somebody's talking about everybody. But um, who's a guy that you think like could make a a run at East Lake? I mean, a couple of dudes that have been the hottest lately, and the dude who's been the hottest lately is Tony Finau. You know, back to back fucking wins coming into last week. Uh, he's seventh in the FedEx Cup. He's sixteen hundred points behind um, Scotty Scheffler, so it's it's doable. Um, but he's he's as hot as anybody right now. You know, he's won as much as anyone has recently. And then Cameron Young is just low key like I think he's ready to break out because he's had so many good starts and uh, just breaking through. I could I think that'd be a really cool story to see him break through in these playoffs and fucking come out of nowhere because he's ranked ninth right now with a hundred or 1774 so he's about uh 1900 points behind but it's just going to be very very interesting to see how this all unfolds because scotty we haven't heard scotty's name in a minute doesn't it feel like it yeah it's 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 been a while since the hottest run since tiger and that yeah and then the number two guy is the guy that might leave for live and then Sam Burns is another dude who won a lot in the middle of the year and is low-key having a very, very, very good season. But his name isn't being brought up a lot when talking about FedEx Cup, and he's ranked third. So it's it's pretty wide open, but if you look, I mean, Scheffler's become a household name. Cam Smith's a household name. Burns has become household. Shoffley, Cantlay, McElroy, Finau, Thomas, like all these guys, Cameron Young, and then Sun J.M. I would say the only guy up there that we wouldn't see coming is Cameron Young. You know, I, it, this is very star studded and uh, it's, it's going to be a, a battle to, and just to see like these two legs of the, these first two legs of the playoffs mean a lot and you can still make a shitload of money. So obviously everybody's eyes are on the prize of winning the entire thing, but a lot of points and a lot of money is to be made these next few weeks. So, yeah. What, um, I think some of my picks, I, I think a guy to watch out for, and he he started the year off as the best golfer in the world, never really played well that year, but has not finished outside the top 10 at Eastlake 
in the last three years has obviously been in the tour. Cha- you know, I guess that sounds kind of lame to say because there's only usually like 30 players at Eastlake. But uh, John Rahm, dude. like Yeah, where the fuck's he? John Rahm is not in the top 10 right now, but he has two good weeks and wins at Eastlake. He and- definitely has that ability. He can win anywhere. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of crazy to to think about. So, and like Will Zalatoris had a really good year. Uh, Fitzpatrick winning a major and and playing really well. So, there's it. I wouldn't call it wide open. Like Scheffler does have a pretty good foothold on it, but overall, I think these these two events are going to be super telling coming up. And I'm actually interested to see what the course looks like in Wilmington, Delaware. Like that kind of sounds fire. Yeah, we've always talked about East Coast courses being just fire. Just like pure the, as fuck. Like Brookline, yeah. the, where the U.S. Open was. Just so, top tier. So good. Mm-hmm. But all right, let's 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 focus in a little bit more. So who's your pick to win the FedEx Cup? Just official pick. I'm going to go John Rahm as like my sleeper. I, I'm going to go with Rory. I know it's the fucking easiest pick out there, the most, you know, typical pick, but... I think with how much he's put his foot in the ground about being so pro PJ tour and all this shit, he needs to, to come out and show that he is the, the dominant force on the PJ tour. Do you think that adds a little pressure? I think the so. P, the, the staunch PGA tour guys. <laughs> yeah. I think Justin Thomas and, and Rory are the two dudes that have been the most outspoken about live and their PJ tour, um, allegiance and, I think they need to go show out and, and at least put on a good show. You know, they, they they need to make this entertaining. If this is a turd of a, a playoffs, then everyone's going to be like, oh, this is why these guys want to live. Yeah, and I will say in, in competing events this year, the PGA Tour has had great events when there's been a live tournament on. So that they got that going for them as well. Um, but a guy you just spoke to, I'm going to give my official pick. So John Rahm is kind of like my sleeper. Like, sounds weird to say because the dude is freaking... Top three in the world. Uh, top three in the world. And real quick, uh, before I get into too much of this, I wanted, I wanted to give a shout-out to Ju Young Kim, Tom Kim. Um, he's the second youngest player since World War II, other than Jordan Spieth, to win a PGA Tour event. Incredible stuff that he did at 20. I just didn't want to forget about that before we finish up this podcast. But incredible win for him. This dude's going to be on tour, like you said, for a long time. Talented. Didn't care about being starting off behind a guy, Sun JM, that's won plenty of events and, and as a top top player in the world he just went out and won the Wyndham so a little off topic there but want to make sure I give a shout out to him but my official pick to win the FedEx Cup not this week but the FedEx Cup is Justin Thomas I just love the dude he made me money at the PGA Championship and I think he's going to do it again I think he's going to win the FedEx Cup playoffs this year he's definitely got the game Um, and Finau I know he's not a sleeper but fuck dude I, before is this gonna, are we gonna look back in a couple weeks and be like fucking it was right in front of us yeah because that's what you know, i'm like saying with scotty like, sheffler yes, can't that, pick him again he it, wins again it, can't pick him again exactly that's what i'm saying he's he's the hot hand and you got you can hot speaking of hot hands with him dropped his wife's phone in the pool did you see that <laughs> no i did dude he was like doing the fucking hot next potato to his pool and just straight dropped his wife's phone well hopefully there. he didn't roll his ankle at least you remember that yeah yeah that he's had some interesting uh Fino's, like crowning moments up until I would honestly say, still till these last two weeks, his even the his wins the last two weeks, still the most memorable thing he's done to this point is fucking shatter Turn his ankle at Augusta. <laughs> yeah, fucking caught a flop at Augusta and 
on the par three course and almost broke his ankle. So, uh, um, all right, let's give a few picks for this week, uh, just specifically in the St. Jude. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to pull up the DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right, I'll go with mine. Uh, outright winner. Uh, I'm going to go Will Zalatoris. I think tw- plus 2200 is a great value on Willie Z. He just left his caddy, so that could either be really good or really bad, but I feel like he needed to do it. Uh, obviously, he felt like he needed to do it, so he did it right before the playoffs start. Um, this is a, a par 70, so not uh, not a lot of par 5s out there. It is a longer golf course being a par 70, playing at almost 7,300 yards, but I like Will Zalatoris this week, and another guy I like this week um, playing good golf, was holding on to the lead Sunday for a minute, is Sun JM, and he's plus 3,500. So those are two of my picks. Um, just to win this specifically this week are Sun JM and uh, Will Zalatoris. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back to our buddy Max Homa. I think he can get the job done this week. Uh, there's no reason why he can't. And he's going to bring that dad energy. He's not quite a dad yet, but he's he's fully encapsulated in that that mustache pervert energy um i don't know if those all intertwine but anywho he's plus five thousand, and i think that's a pretty damn good value and then one other guy that i think is a pretty good value plus four thousand is billy horschel he's had a very good season um staunch pga tour guy yeah he's He's a big old big pga tour yeah so uh and if he's he's from gator country so um, fairly close to Memphis, Tennessee. I mean, a couple states away, but you know, I kind of picked the South guys in the South, you know what I mean? And this is, I would consider Memphis the South. If you've 100%. been there, you consider it the fucking South. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That shit's South as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like you couldn't be further South. Yeah, no, um, exactly. So, all right. Those are my couple picks. I like it. I like it. All right. Anything else you want to wrap it up? Um, I think that's it, bro. I think, I think we're in for... I mean, we got three weeks of playoffs coming up. It's going to be a fun playoffs? run. Playoffs? And then fucking football starts. And shout out to the PGA Tour for at least doing one fucking thing right. Getting the shit done before football starts. They're You're not, not competing. Well, they're not <laughs> in this aspect. Yeah, this is one thing they didn't do that was dumb. Uh, it was try to compete with the NFL for ratings because that's uh, fucking... It's a losing battle for every sport and will be for the rest of time. Exactly, until the NFL somehow gets shut down. So, yeah, good play on their part. But ready for the playoffs in football, ready for playoff, playoffs in golf, and ready for fucking college football, ready for ready for some cooler days. Fuck this hot weather, man. It's I'm great, done. This is a great time of year. I'm we built for like just past August, September, October. Oh, best time of year to play golf. We have a golf tournament over at Raccoon Creek, September 2nd. Make sure you sign up for that. There's only about 12 days left to sign up. So head over to the uh, dnvrlocker.com. You can get a foursome. You can sign up as an individual, and we'll pair you up. So make sure you're doing that. Check out our TikTok, Big Drive Energy. Also, our Instagram, at Big Drive Energy Pod. We've been posting some uh, reels there, some some on-course content. We're moving a little bit into that uh, realm as well instead of just everything in the pro shop. So make sure you're checking us out, following us on all the socials. Give us a like. Give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. We appreciate you all. We'll talk to you guys next week with a inevitably 
unless Scotty Scheffler wins it, a new leader in the FedEx Cup points, which doesn't mean much for now. But uh, a lot of change coming in these next three weeks on the PGA Tour, and we'll see how good the TV is and how much it captures. Also, Nick Faldo, legend. Um, shout out to him. Shout great out to career. Him. Go enjoy Montana. I'm going to miss that I'm gonna, That accent on the, the TV screen. You're still not right. Uh, yeah, we started I, this podcast with a bad accent. We're going to finish it with one as well. Perfect. We're out. Peace. Peace.